You are listening to the Golden Voice Podcast, and I'm your host, Jarvis Smith. I want to say thank you for listening to our last episode with Lindsay Lomas. And if you're new to the Golden Voice Podcast, please be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and check out our past interviews with such guests as Priya Ragu, Edie, and many more. All right, I'm going to catch up with you in the outro because I want to jump into this week's episode and this week's special guest. Because today, we're speaking to a guest who has made a name for herself throughout the club scene of SoCal between OC and LA, but reached a new level of stardom with her amazing Twitch channel that she started only two years ago. She's performed at popular music festivals such as EDC Vegas and even opened for Jana at our very own Fonda Theater. If you don't know who I'm talking about, don't worry, you will, because it is hip-hop and EDM's next rising artist, Julian B. And at the time of this recording, I caught up with Julian to speak about her upbringing, breaking into the SoCal DJ scene, achieving breakout success on Twitch, and much more. So let's go ahead and get this conversation started. Julian, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you? That was amazing intro. I love that. Come on Thank now, you. you're killing it out here. You're killing it. I, I I have to say, Julian, when I came across your music, I had to do my my backlog. Right, I was I was like the pandemic in the height of the pandemic, and it was just like everyone was on Twitch, everyone was doing something, gaming, music, comedy, something weird, right, through Twitch, and I was just looking for someone to do a song request that I had. For, for some random reason, I had a song request. I want some DJ to play this song that I, I want to hear on their stream, whatever. And um, I was looking through all these different DJs, liking all these different people like Caper, Cam Girl. And then I came across your stream. And it was just like, I think you were having some party at your place. And it was just insane with the amount of like energy that was there. You had the lighting tubes. At that point, I said, I don't even know what song I'm requesting anymore because I was fully immersed into this world that you had created between yourself, your friends that were on stream with you, everything. So, Julian, this has been a long time coming for me to get a chance to speak with you. So I'm really excited just to know about your journey and everything for sure. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to share it for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I like to take things back and I like to go to just everyone's beginnings because everyone has the origin story. So I want to know about your origins, you know, as a child growing up, what was your childhood like? You know, where did you grow up at? You know, what do you what do you remember about your childhood? Definitely. I feel like my childhood wasn't anything like super creative and like, you know, I wasn't really heavily into music growing up. My parents weren't really into music. Um, but I guess just like for me, music was just kind of like something that, you know, I could always escape to if I was like dealing with things and just like, I guess my friends at the time were always like heavily into music. So I feel like going through the different genres and different music phases that, you know, I listened to growing up ever since like middle school and high school and then, you know, college and stuff. It's definitely, it's definitely shown a lot through Twitch, um, my diverse background and taste in different types of music. So. What what was those earlier artists that you remember checking out that you like you were into like okay this is the one that really like I don't know like they wants me to do something creative like what was that artist or artists that really kind of captured your imagination like that I would say the pivot point of like really really feeling that like energetic you know inspiration and like wanting to delve into music and like DJing and stuff would be like in high school. Um, it was, I remember it was a song called Hi You Are, Branches Remix. And it was like, EDM was just like kind of popping in that sense. Not like, you know, like the progressive house type of EDM, but just like more like feelsy and like kind of like feature bassy. 
Um, so yeah, those are great times that kind of propelled me to definitely pursue music. Now I have to bring this up too, stick it to your to your origins here and, your, and just your, your about your about your family here because not only do you have just an awesome background in music, but your brother has an amazing background in music as well. Like I, you know, I'm doing my research here. I, I got to do this right. So your brother Remy has like an amazing background, being like a singer, like R&B type of vibe here. I listened to his single, like that he has slow mo. So wh- where does this music come from from your family? Like does this everyone in your ba- family background have like a little bit of singing, DJing, artist? street going on what's what's happening definitely not no it's definitely me and my brother and actually um my brother was the one that was more into music growing up and he was like writing songs and like we were you know self-taught piano and self-taught instruments and stuff like that so he was definitely my inspiration in like you know making music growing up for sure and um yeah i mean it's actually pretty crazy we were actually working on a track and I'm actually, you know, I have a little vocal snippet in like one of his new songs coming up and, you know, that inspires me to be like, oh, like to be more comfortable and like having someone like my brother by my side to kind of like, you know, make me feel comfortable and like not embarrassed or feel shy to like do those things. And, you know, tapping into that element, I think is um, really, really cool to have him for sure. Absolutely. Yes. No, it's a very rare thing where you can kind of see the family come together and bond with over creativity, especially of music. So that is so dope that that you have that there's very special. I think I, I would be dying to hear a track between you, maybe on some production, DJ and scratching his his vocals or something. Y'all come together like, I don't know. I'm just saying there's there's some ideas in a, in a duo between y'all two. Very, very amazing, amazing music, you know, and then still sticking to like your origins, your come up. You know, when you think about your start in DJing, right, like when you're just beginning to get those first pieces of gear like how did that journey begin to you like what is the origins for you getting into DJing like how did that all come about for you was it like a natural like checking out certain artists and then you kind of start like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out or did you go to like did you study this I mean what is your background in like getting to the turntable set so for me I actually was interested in DJing and I tried to like teach myself you know But um, I luckily met some amazing people growing up, like, you know, when I was like 18 or so. And um, they were like heavily into the OC nightclub scene and like the mobile DJ gigging scene and like the corporate wedding, all that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, I became really good friends with them and they kind of inspired me to pursue that creative side. And they actually mentored me and taught me how to DJ and taught me the ropes of like, you know, just like DJ etiquette and like just in that whole industry is... That's pretty much, um, yeah, how I got started. Now, I think we talked about this very briefly. Is this the same thing? Is this like the DJ Academy that you're referring to? Just a little bit there. It was the DJ Academy. Oh, season one. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Original season. First first cast and crew. Okay. Damn. That's that's awesome to know. Like, I think that there's there's so many different ways that people can kind of come across it. Uh, but just to have a like, full academy dedicated to just like the craft, the artistry, and then the business and the marketing of it as well. Uh, I think that that's, that's a phenomenal thing for you to kind of like get yourself involved with. Do you remember what those earlier mixes were for you when you're first putting together, like maybe that first DJ mix that, that playlist of, okay, I'm going to, this is, this is my sound. What do you remember what that earlier playlist was for you? So, um, I don't know if you've seen my SoundCloud, but my earlier mix, I kind of like popped off and this is at the time I was like doing more like open format hip hop and stuff like that. It was, um, this mix called cruise with shoddy. So that was like a a good hip hop R&B type mix that really popped off. But also at the same time, I think earlier on, I was still discovering like what, you know, niche and genre and like brand I kind of wanted myself to be. 
more into. And so I was also doing like electronic shows at the time too, under like an alias called Inru. So, um, so yeah, I had a few, I had a few hip hop and R and B mixes on SoundCloud. And then I also had like the whole electronic set side, which was, um, which was really, really fun. And it was, I loved exploring definitely the different types of um, scenes earlier on. Did you find like maybe like, and it's sticking to that too, just you being so open-minded to just so many different formats. And have you found that to be sometimes a, a challenge or do you find that to be more of an, uh, like an, a unique opportunity like to like to, to capture an audience because you're so open format? Do you think like that's the, the gift and the curse or do you think there's more positive side to it than anything else, just being open format uh, just with your approach to, to how you put together your mixes? Yeah, personally, I mean, just like brand wise and like, you know, trying to navigate, you know, exactly what type of field in the DJ scene do I, I want it to be in. Um, I definitely do see it as a challenge for sure, just because I'm so kind of like versatile and a little, you know, some would say kind of like all over the place. Um, but, you know, I think that's also kind of what helped me become successful on Twitch because I have that background and versatility to do different genres. And like, you know, I think through Twitch, everyone really loves all music. So that's how I can kind of relate to you you know, just the community. Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that to me personally, I've always been a fan, or how about this? I put it like this. People who are able to appreciate other genres of music really appreciate it. It's, it's like knowing how to speak a different language. So like, as you're able to kind of tap into these different languages, you're able to connect with so many different people. And I think that we're thankfully at a point, thanks because the platforms like Twitch and other things, YouTube, et cetera, where people are so open to so many different styles of music. They've been exposed to so many different styles of music constantly. The Shazam is constantly going off every time I listen to your, uh, watch your Twitch streams, right? Because there's something new that I never heard of before, right? And I, and I, and I think that that's where your pocket is at. And I think that's a really cool thing. And that's great that you provided that insight on that one. And still sticking to just along these lines here, I just want to know maybe as you were in the, the club scene, right, in, the, in your beginnings and kind of in the DJing scene in your earlier start, was there like any like DJs that you were working with, some of your peers that were like really inspirations, big inspirations to you that kind of like, you know, maybe kind of help you navigate the beginnings of just like what this world of DJing is on this professional level? Mm, yeah. I mean, I think being in the Academy of DJs definitely helped because you're just surrounded by a bunch of DJs that kind of push you to become better and teaching you new techniques or also sharing music with you. And also like, obviously my mentor at the time, um, DJ Deho. Um, he really helped a lot too. Um, I think what also kind of like took me to the next level of like, you know, meeting my more inspirational, I guess, DJs was starting Twitch. You know, when I was on Twitch, I started to meet like a bunch of new DJs that I really look up to, like Four Color Zach, you know, DJ J.S. Spinoza, um, Slander even, and like, you know, just a whole variety of different types of DJs. Um, and yeah, I think you know, when you get to meet all of these people that you looked up to, you know, you become friends with them and then they also share intel with you and, you know, you just kind of grow from there. And now we've been been talking about a little bit in the beginning, been sprinkling it throughout this conversation so far, Twitch. And and I and I had this very interesting little note that I, that I have written down that I want to make sure I get it right. So I got to go in my notes. Bear with me, Julian. I'm going in my notes really quick because I want to make sure I get this uh, fun little fact down. Okay. Okay. I'm going to quote you. Okay. I'm quoting you. Uh, from February 19th, 2021. And you said, oh God. <laughs> what the hell? So insane. I just hit 5,429 subscribers on Twitch. Been such an amazing grind, exclamation point. Now I say that because right now, when I check your Twitch, you have roughly 77,000 followers. 
within, and this is 2022 at the time of this recording in July. This was, uh, you know, February in 2021 at the time you made this tweet here. So my thing I want to ask you is, you know, you know, just the grind that you've been on, right? How did you capture so many people's imagination, so many people's energy, this, the fandom that you created around yourself and your brand and just your, your presence on Twitch? What has that process been like for you? Because I'm just so curious because I know people who are dying just to get 10 followers on Twitch and they'll do anything for those 10 followers. Yet you have, you know, 77K right now. So I'm just, I just want to know what has that process been like for you if you want to reflect on that for me? I mean, first and foremost, it's actually kind of crazy to like, you know, hear it from how you're saying it. And I think like, you know, things like this, I, it's, it still blows my mind that, you know, I do have that following and, you know, I hit those subscriber, that subscriber count. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it, I feel like it all went by so fast. Cause I guess, you know, when you're having fun with it, you know, it just like that, it just goes, but yeah, I think to answer your question, um, for me personally, I noticed like the keys to Twitch were, you know, engagement, you know, having conversation, making it feel like a community in your chat. Um, obviously, really high production helps a lot. High quality audio um, and just being really personable and like being yourself, I think, is a really huge thing um, on Twitch, as well as like networking with other fellow Twitch DJs and stuff like that. Those are the more common ones. But yeah, I think... Um, being personable and like hanging out and making friends with, you know, your chat is really, really important. And it, keep, it keeps people, you know, wanting to like come back and hang out with their friends and drink and, you know, drink with you on chat. And while you're, while we're just jamming to music, you know? Yeah. 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 And I think that's such a good thing that you bring up because I was fortunate enough to be invited to your two year anniversary celebration and I got to experience it all in real life. And uh, for the listeners that are listening to this podcast here, there's 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 the the Twitch party that's happening through the chat, which is amazing. So much energy on there and what you're projecting on your on your stream. But then there's like a whole another thing <laughs> happening behind the scenes of just so much more energy of just your amazing friends. But it all comes together. I feel like it was one of those rare things where it's like, the 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 your 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 I don't even want to say brand because that feels like such a, like it doesn't feel as authentic. You're just authentic all the way through. Like the experience that you're bringing onto your Twitch streams is not just something you created. I'm like, oh, I'm just this party person here, but in real life, no, I mean, like it actually matches up to the real life presentation that you have with just the friends and the atmosphere that you have. It's like it's almost like you took like the atmosphere that you came up in and you you seamlessly transferred over to this digital world of Twitch where it matches up the same energy. And I think that's a rare thing that when you think about, you talk about the community and being engaged with the community, I think that's one of the things that you did with your community as a whole. Like you just kind of like took your real life experience, you brought it online and then you just amplified it even more with the more new people that you got a chance to meet and connect with and everything like that. So I think that's really special. And not too many people get a chance to, to do that. Do you think though, now that you have fully kind of gotten into the Twitch world, do you are you seeing like the, like, oh, Maybe Julian's just a Twitch DJ now versus she's not in the clubs anymore. Like, have you have you dealt with anything like that? Kinda. I definitely have, but I mean, I think, you know, being labeled that, it does make sense because I am more prominently on Twitch. You know, I streamed three times a week an average of like eight hours a stream. And, you know, I I was actually really grateful for Twitch. Like I I had the luxury of taking a step back from doing all like the corporate wedding, mobile gigs, club gigs. And like, I'm not gonna lie, like for me at the time before Twitch, like 
I feel like I wasn't making as much just being a club DJ and being like, you know, DJing on the weekends and stuff. It was, it was kind of hard, you know? So yeah, Twitch definitely helped a lot because I got to play all of the music that I liked and, you know, at my own hours in the comfort of my own home and, you know, with my friends and I'll get to drink and like, you know, like I'm very, I love, you know, introducing my friends to other friends and just like, you know, getting everyone to hang out together. So, I mean, I think even though Twitch being called a Twitch DJ can kind of sound bad if you just think about it superficially, like there's just so much that goes into like the benefits of, of being a Twitch DJ. So I'm honestly just really proud. Hell yeah. I love it. No, no, dude, it is, it's, it's dope. It's like one of those things where I seen, I was like, man, this is, this is so cool. So like just me watching it up close and personal seeing it, it's like, oh shit, man, this is insane. And like, I don't know, man, it, it's just, it's such a unique space to be in. And I feel like you really captured, again, I use that word imagination. You really captured the imagination of your audience, both online and offline. And I really don't think a lot of people are able to do this successfully. So those type of labels that may try to come towards you, I, I think the, it just, it means nothing. Like you, you, you really have that authenticity through and through. And uh, I think that's very hard to find. I find like a someone who may try to project like a social media personality. Is it authentic all the way through? And I feel like yours, you know, it's not a personality. It's just just who you are, you know, and you do a good job of like really having that there. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess the last question I have for you, just sticking on Twitch is, do you feel like you would do anything different about how you started to where you are right now? Or are you just happy with how the progress has been as you keep evolving throughout the, this time since it's been, what, two years now? I mean, no, actually, I think I think everything played out perfectly in the way that it was supposed to. And I mean, for Twitch, you know, surprisingly enough, I'm really kind of like more natural at it now. But when I first started, like, it was really frightening. Like, I think generally, like, I don't know if you see my Instagram and I don't really have like a lot of content, but... I'm the kind of person that like actually gets scared when I'm like, you know, public speaking or when it comes to like recording yourself for a vlog, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to do all of these takes. And, you know, you just kind of like overthink like how you come off and stuff. But I think for Twitch, what I really liked about that platform specifically, is just that, you know, it's a live stream and there's no edits. It's just, you just hit live and you kind of just have to accept who you are and embrace who you are. And I think, you know, because of Twitch, it kind of like made me become more comfortable with like, you know, putting myself out there and stuff. So I think the way that it played out was perfect. Like, I, I mean, even now, like as much as you see all of like the litness in the streams, like I've streamed so much with the Twitch community that like they can even, they see me at like my bad days. They see me when I'm going through stuff, when I'm sad. And it's like also being vulnerable and yeah, being authentic, you know, not always just like putting on a face, but like, you know, treating them like as if they were your friends, people that do care about you. You know what? I feel like I have the best way to kind of encapsulate this entire Twitch journey that you've been on is actually from an Instagram post from you. Uh, and I told you, I do my research. So don't freak out here. March 16th, 2015, you, you posted up something that said, surround yourself with people that reflect who you want to be and how you want to feel. Energies are contagious. I feel like that that sums up right there. Just the this the, the entire Twitch journey and the, and the people that have come along with you on this journey. Absolutely amazing here, and and now I want to talk about something that you did get to do in real life in person at one of our Golden Voice venues, February twenty twenty two. You had a chance to perform with Jana at the Fonda. 
What do you remember about that show? What do you remember about that venue? I remember it being really fun, actually. Like, I love, like, they have, like, the whole curtain. It was, like, actually, like, more dramatic than, like, I kind of, like, envisioned it to be. Um, but, yeah, it was a really dope venue, for sure. I mean, I had a really good time, like, playing an opening electronic set for Jana um, and exploring, you know, different types of the genres that I was going into, like, more feature-based, because that's kind of what she plays. So... Yeah, I had a great time. I mean, everyone there was so nice and it was like a cool meet and greet before and it's just like a really cool theater vibe. Yes, yes, yes. Big shout out to the Fonda team over there. I have not been to the Fonda yet. Don't, don't, for the people who are listening, don't get mad at me. I've not been to the Fonda yet. I need to get out there. I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> I know, yeah, I work for the damn company. I need to get, I need to pull up. I need to pull up, you know. So, so you, you let me know when there's something exciting happening. I will be there. You know what? There was actually a Fred Again concert that was happening at the Fonda, and I really wanted to go, but I don't think I really knew you at the time. But yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to go, but yeah, it didn't happen. Next time, though. Okay, yeah, definitely. You put put me on game, I'll, I'll definitely, we'll, we'll get it going. I'll be at the Fonda for sure. And, and then, you know, sticking to live performances and everything like that, you have been performing live as well, just in so many other festivals and so many other things you've been doing. So I guess the one thing I want to know is, in terms of your DJ sets now at these festivals that you've been performing at, you know, you've done like EDC Vegas and so many other things, you know, what has been like the the takeaway that you've, you've noticed about the audience who's experiencing your music at this point in your life now, you know, through these different festival performances? I feel like for me personally, um, my takeaway from, I think, performing live would be, I guess, you know, that they want to see me be more personable as opposed to like just DJing, um, which is what I was used to prior to Twitch. I was just, you know, head down. I wasn't really on the mic, really wasn't super personable um, and just, you know, just DJing pretty much. But I do notice that with these festivals and shows that I'm actually doing now, um, that, you know, they want to be more like personable with you. They want to hear you like talk to them. They want to hear you say like, how are you doing? And like, you know, feel your energy as like a friend. So I think that's something that I learned that I'm trying to work on with, you know, these types of show experiences is providing, you know, kind of like how I am on Twitch and being personable and shining that light through with music together, you know, in the whole environment where we can just like jam out but you know, still be like connecting together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta give them one of those. Uh, what, what is that? Gotta give them like, get the fuck up, you know, type of energy. Like, yeah. Mm, you know, if you don't put your goddamn, <laughs> it's Brooklyn in this. You know, you gotta give them one of those, right? For sure, like the super hype MC vibe. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I gotta say, you know, you, you, you're hitting the festival scene, right, and everything like that projecting outwards a little bit here is is there like what's the what's the dream festivals that you want to be performing at i mean again you're you're rising talent you're coming up here what is that dream festival or festivals you want to be hitting you know as you continue to stay, to, to work your way through the this circuit my dream festival is actually coachella like i love coachella coachella is like my birthday always happens in coachella so i go every year um but yeah i just love like the diversity of the type of music that they have there. And it's just like, for me, I love like the whole day vibe festival. So yeah, that's definitely one of my goals. Put it out there. You manifest it. It's going to happen. 
and I, I, I can't help but see you there. I see you at places like Splash House too. Like that's, I see that name, Julian B at Splash House for sure. And now Julian, the very last question here to kind of, you know, bring everything together is, you know, as you continue to evolve as an artist, you know, uh, what are you most excited to see for yourself develop in your, you know, personal life and your professional life, you know, for, for the remaining maybe of this year, going into next year, just as you think about yourself moving forward and evolving, what is that, what, what does that look like to you? What are you most excited to see in your evolution as an artist? I think I'm most excited to see like how I can translate my authentic self to, you know, the type of music that I want to release and also like maybe the visuals and yeah, I think just like curating an experience for my audience that, you know, is also really fun, but also very real. And um, yeah, I think personally, I think I'm looking forward to just like being at peace. I mean, not that I am not at peace, but just kind of like tapping into like that feminine energy and like that free spirited energy and like having that just translate over to my music in that sense. I think I'm really um, excited for in the next year. Hell yeah, that's what's up, man. You're gonna be out there killing it on so many different fronts. So I'm ecstatic to see. Now, knowing that this is your first interview, and, and first podcast interview at that, and you're here first time speaking to the Golden Voice podcast, let alone, I got to do a little quick, you know, random spitfire, rapid fire type of thing of your first overall. Let's just, let's do this before we wrap this up as a little bonus segue here. I want to know, what is the first club that you DJed at? First club I DJed at was, um, it's not open anymore. It's called 10 Night Club. I think it was in Newport. I was still um, an academy of DJs and I didn't finish yet. We were still in the process of before graduating, but I just remember DJing and I was using turntables and I was so nervous. <laughs> like you can see my hand shaking when I'm like trying to move the needle over. But yeah, that was my first ever gig. Uh, what is the first piece of DJ equipment that you ever purchased? First DJ equipment. I think it might've been the DDJ SR, the Pioneer DDJ SR controller. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. You still have it? Um, I do actually. Actually, no, that one got stolen, but I I oh. think I have the the second version. Um, but yeah, I love that controller. I would definitely always recommend that controller to be like a good beginner controller for anyone. Okay, big shout out for the recommendation there. Okay. Uh first Coachella you ever attended. First Coachella, I think it was 2016. I think I was 18. <laughs> Damn, that was my first like Coachella as a full-time employee of this company, Golden Voice. Yeah, that's, that's what's up. It was a good year. It was a good year. LCD Sound System was playing. Uh, some other people were headlining that year. It was crazy. Yes. Okay. Uh, first rave you attended. First rave I attended. Hmm. That's actually interesting. I don't really remember. I think it might have been Beyond Wonderland in like 2015. Either that, but I do know my first ever concert was at the Yost Theater. I think I was 17, had a fake ID. And it's crazy because, I mean, I actually kind of, you know, referenced the story a lot to my friend Scott, um, who's a part of Slander. But yeah, Slander was the first ever concert I went to. I was 17 with my friends, sneaking in. And I was like, oh, shoot, like it's Slander. And we all love Slander. And then, you know, it's just so crazy how, you know, through Twitch, I became friends with Slander. Now, uh, what is the first, you know, song that you've ever played on your DJ set? This might be a hard one. Uh, first song. Like, what's that first? Do you remember that first song? That, that first, like, I'm hitting play on this one. I'm starting off with this. <laughs> oh, man. The first song. 
I think, I mean, I think I was doing Academy of DJs at the time. So I think they gave us like homework and songs to play. And at the time I was like, you know, into open format. So I think it was definitely like a hip hop song, but I don't know exactly what song. There's just so many songs that we were going through back then. <laughs> all right. All good. All good. Julian, it has been such an honor to get a chance to chop it up with you. And honestly, real shit. Honestly, Julian, I mean this a lot. Like, for a person like me, outside looking in, I genuinely came across your stream because in my head, I saw someone like yourself who was like, you were no different than than all these other fucking DJs. Like you just that was a presentation that I captured from watching your stream. And so I'm just so excited to see what you have. And I feel like you you have it already there. You have all the 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 tangibles and the intangibles as far as like your presentations and your sets. So I just feel like, man, I, and I say this in a positive way. I, I hope you're ready because you're about to take the fuck off. All right. And 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 it's going to be just stacking every single month, every single time you hit the scene. It's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So so I'm so honored that I got a chance to speak to you now. And when you blow up, I'm going to be like, damn, I got to speak to the homie Julian just as she was coming up here because because you were on your way most definitely. Julian, it's been such an honor to get a chance to speak with you. It means a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, it's been an honor speaking with you too. So thank you so much for having me. And there you have it, man, such a dope time speaking to Julian and just connecting with her. It was such an honor to know that this was her very first podcast interview. So for her to come to the Golden Voice podcast and chop it up with us, it meant so much. And I really like just her reflecting on her Twitch journey and just what she learned about, you know, herself being on there, about, you know, being authentic and just sharing that insight and, and connecting with her community as she was talking about. That was really dope. So that is the main place you want to catch Julian at. So go ahead and tap in with Julian on twitch.tv backslash julian b once again that's twitch.tv backslash julian b b is spelled b y and uh man she has so much fire coming through there man you should really check out that stream again i'm telling you when when i saw her on her stream during the you know at the height of the pandemic when i came across the stream i was just you know mesmerized by what i was seeing just by her setup the energy and of course the music she was playing was so dope so man you want to tap in with julian uh one time on twitch because that's where you're gonna catch her that energy at if you can't see her live but speaking of live, Julian got some pretty cool things coming up for this year. And if you want to know more about her other appearances at clubs or at festivals going into next year, you need to tap in with Julian on social media. And let me go ahead and give you the information for that one, okay? Because I'm talking about tapping in with her on Instagram and TikTok. That's simply Julian B. And once again, that's Julian B on Instagram and TikTok to follow her on social media. She'll be sharing up all of her fun and exciting events that she's doing. So go ahead and tap in with her. I mean, like on TikTok, she does like recap. On, on, on Instagram, she does some recaps, but some other posts as well to the IG stories. Man, go ahead and tap in with Julian on Instagram and TikTok. She got some fire content on there. You can hit her up on social media through Twitter as well. It's B, that's B-Y, Julian on Twitter. Once again, that's B, B-Y, Julian on Twitter. So go ahead and tap in with Julian on Twitter as well, man, if you want to follow her there. But of course, you know, in the show notes of this episode, we have a lot more links for her because if you want to check out her playlist, her mixes, her website, or even join her discord server go ahead and hit the show notes the show notes of this respective episode or wherever you go to listen at podcasts that there's notes in the uh, actual show notes of this episode that's where you're going to go and find out her latest mixes her playlist her website to purchase merch to join her discord server 
go ahead and tap in with Julian, okay? For real, for real. She's super dope. So again, it was such a great honor for Julian to come to the Golden Voice podcast. We wish her the best. And as I said, I was going to catch up with you in the outro and here we are. And I got to let you know, we're not done right here, okay? We got a bonus episode and right now we got to keep this momentum going because it's the holidays. We want to give you just a little something extra, you know, a double serving of this content right here. We deep in this right now. So go ahead and check out this bonus episode that we have, which is celebrating National Hip Hop History Month with two icons in hip hop. That is Elliot Wilson and Steve Rifkin. So please go ahead and check out that bonus episode. All right. But until then, also, if you want to tap in with Golden Voice on our shows, on our social media, you got to go to goldenvoice.com to find out information about all of our latest shows happening for the month of November, December, and even for next year, because we're announcing our shows for next year. And then, of course, social media. It's at Golden Voice on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. All right. Go ahead and tap in with us. All right. If you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform because it helps us out on the visibility standpoint and gets us a new audience and some new fans and some more people like yourselves tapping in with us and discovering this amazing thing we call music all together. And of course, it goes without saying, a big shout out to our podcast team. That's our executive producer, Ria. Marketing coming from Carrie, Christina, Lindsay. Artwork and creative coming from Saish. Always Saish is holding it down on the artwork and creative. Big shout out to Saish. And of course, press coming from Shay and Taiji as well. For press, any type of press inquiries for the podcast or for Golden Voice in general, hit us up at press at goldenvoice.com. Once again, that's press at goldenvoice.com. All right, I'm going to catch up with y'all in the bonus episode. Again, we're not done yet. We got a bonus episode. So go ahead and tap in with us for that bonus episode with Elliot Wilson and Steve Rifkin celebrating National Hip Hop History Month. I'll catch up with you on there. Until then, if you don't know by now, I am your host, Jarvis Smith. This is the Golden Voice Podcast. I'll catch you on that bonus episode. I'm out.